It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. With Boyd Matheson. Well, Finland and Sweden have announced they plan to join NATO after years of proclaimed neutrality. So what exactly was it that changed their mind? Obviously, what Vladimir Putin is doing in Ukraine had a little something to do with that. How's the world reacting? How's Russia reacting? And we're going to dig into all of that in this segment to make sure we have a clear understanding of what happens as this ratchets up just a little bit, what the rhetoric means versus what the policy will mean and how this will all play out on the global stage. Finland's president appeared on CNN's State of the Union, where he explained why his country is now applying for NATO membership. Two things to place. First, Russia tried to deny any enlargement of NATO, and that changed in a way very much our position here. Uh, so far, we had thought that, okay, we are non-aligned of our own will. But when they said that, that meant that we do not have any will there left. So that was the first stage, and surely 24th of February, when they made a huge attack to Ukraine, that changed quite a lot. Well, it showed that they are ready to attack to an independent neighboring country. Again, that was President Sauli Ninista uh, from Finland. Uh, it was on CNN over the weekend. He he also said in that same interview, uh, part of the reason for their shift is that the world is changing and that he simply didn't believe uh, before that Russia would attack them. Things were changing also, undoubtedly, and what we see now, uh, Europe, the world, is more divided. There's not very much room for... Uh, non-aligned in between so that was uh, also what we were thinking Uh, I do not believe that they planned no any attack on Finland not then nor now now the Finnish president went on to give details this is really interesting inside behind the scenes a little bit he talked about uh, in great detail his phone call with Vladimir Putin uh, confirming that Finland had made the decision to join NATO. Take a listen. Actually, why I called him, I wanted just to confirm that now the situation is changed. We are going to apply membership. And uh, in the same way, he confirmed that he thinks it's a mistake. We are not threatening you. Uh, altogether, the discussion was very, would I say, calm and cool. And uh, he didn't repeat those threats he had earlier and his people had been telling. That is that uh, if Finland joins, that means some kind of contra steps, uh, military contra steps, whatever that meant. But he didn't repeat it now. So I was uh, uh, not necessarily surprised, but uh, it was, like I said, quite calm and cool. 
interesting. Uh, would love to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation between the president of Finland and Vladimir Putin. Uh, again, as the Finnish president described it, it was calm. It was a discussion uh, and encouraging in the, the fact that he said that Vladimir Putin didn't repeat a lot of the threats and the saber rattling that he had earlier uh, when discussing what would happen if Finland, if Sweden uh, were allowed to join NATO. Uh, I want to play one more thing from uh, the Finnish president. Uh, he said he was surprised by Turkey. Uh, Turkey saying that they would not support either Finland or Sweden joining NATO. Uh, but the Finnish president remained confident that uh, this would actually happen. Uh, first, why I was astonished uh, was because I had a telephone discussion with the president Erdogan. That is about one month ago. And then he said that they will uh, estimate, uh, well, positively our our aim to apply membership. And now it changed. Uh, I believe that there will be a lot of discussions still, and uh, I'm not that worried about that. All right, so again, a lot of international intrigue going on in terms of conversations, things that were said before and changed uh, little change of heart, change of positioning, change of strategy. So where Turkey comes down in all of this is going to be very interesting to watch. We'll keep a, a close tabs on that. Uh, President Putin, of course, said that uh, he doesn't see Finland uh, or Sweden joining NATO as a threat. So this is kind of an interesting pivot for President Putin, who, again, was doing a lot of the saber rattling in terms of what it might mean. Uh, and now he's trying to change that tune a little bit and uh, just kind of brush it off as uh, as no big deal. We don't pose any threat for them. And so the, the their joining NATO will not pose a threat. But the enlargement and the expansion of NATO infrastructure will be a threat. Well, they seem to create a problem out of nowhere, but will respond to that in an appropriate manner. Uh, so that was a translation from uh, President Putin, again, saying that uh, now he doesn't see Finland and Sweden joining NATO as a as a big threat. He's not too worried about that. Uh, he did make one interesting clarifier in there, if you didn't catch it. He said that the uh, building of infrastructure, NATO infrastructure, would be seen as a threat. So, in other words, if there were... Uh, bases set up for uh, NATO if there were places uh, stationed for uh, anti-aircraft uh, artillery and so on, uh, that those things would be perceived as a threat. And so here's where the war of words continues on, where Vladimir Putin is really trying to turn this idea of Finland and Sweden no longer being neutral, but being part of NATO. Uh, Vladimir Putin is really pivoting this to be an attack from the West on Russia. And clearly that is the narrative that Vladimir Putin is trying to establish inside of Russia. That, look, it's it's everybody else against us. It's the, the United States and the West are acting aggressively. They want to ultimately invade and take us over. And so it becomes an us versus them conversation internally in Russia that Vladimir Putin is trying to control and promote uh, with his own people to sell what is happening in Ukraine. Uh, and so that's going to be a, a really interesting one to continue to keep our eye on uh, as all of that uh, continues to move forward. Of course, the battle inside of Ukraine also continues on. 
Russia says that uh, evacuations of some wounded Ukrainians uh, has begun from that uh, steel plant that some of the most badly wounded uh, have been able to to be evacuated from there. We know there's been the evacuation of uh, of some of those who have been underground and there for uh, for weeks. Uh, and so uh, a very interesting thing there in terms of what that means. And then we've got other issues uh, on the table there as it relates to Ukraine. Uh, the EU has not been able to reach unanimity on Russian oil ban. So that one's continuing to play out. You've got a lot of the foreign ministers there trying to hedge their bets a little bit in terms of what they can and can't do, what they are able to do without, and what they actually need to keep their own countries rolling along. And so that debate uh, is going to continue on. I mentioned Turkey earlier. Uh, Turkey said they will not approve uh, Sweden and Finland's joining NATO. Uh, That obviously has a lot of implications there as well. Uh, And again, we're also continuing to see uh, just how things are playing out uh, from the Ukrainian standpoint and how they are dealing with uh, all of the things that go with that. Meanwhile, uh, the United States Congress uh, is set to uh, reconvene today. The Senate will be back in session about two hours from now and they will continue to debate and uh, work through uh, the House passed version of a uh, over $40 trillion, excuse me, billion, $40 billion uh, package for Ukraine that includes uh, military, uh, some economic things in terms of the government, and then some uh, assistance in terms of humanitarian and refugee funds. And, uh, of course, it was held up on Friday uh, when uh, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky uh, asked for an amendment to be included in that bill that had been passed by the House, uh, which in- included some additional oversight uh, to make sure that the mistakes that were made uh, with Afghanistan in terms of some of the waste, fraud, and abuse, to make sure the money's being spent in the right way for the right things to produce the right result. Uh, and that would actually require, if uh, Senator uh, Paul's amendment were to be presented and voted on and approved, then the entire package would have to go back to the House of Representatives because it would be a significant change. So... There's a lot to watch for there, and of course, uh, the time is ticking, and uh, it is a significant amount uh, of money. It's a significant uh, bit more than what uh, Ukraine regularly spends on their own military, uh, and even some of what more than what we spend on a on a host of things here in the United States. So uh, that we have a little bit of a review process is a good thing. That we always have transparency and accountability is an important thing. Uh, and all of this in a very complicated dynamic in Ukraine as they continue to fight for their freedom, their sovereignty, and their self-determination for the future. We're going to go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at kind of the shoulders shrugging versus the shoulders squaring when it comes to baby formula. Stay with us. More to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.